Hello and welcome to another edition of the Engage podcast. I'm Phil. I'm Jamie. And lastly, logically, I'm Simon. And today's episode is to Kashar or not to Kashar? That, that is, is the, the question. question. <laughs> yes, we're doing Vulcans. Vulcans, yay! We can be all the most like humans again. We now. can all, yeah. That was a bit. That felt a bit really weird. It did. It did. <laughs> I, suppose it, I suppose that's all about controlling the emotion. That's <laughs> how they talk. So it's like, why don't we do it, guys? And then yeah. we like our last That's what we did for Klingons, yeah. yeah. So and that's theme, what we'll so. continue to do. So. It seemed so. a bit. It felt a bit weird, though, didn't it? It's all hello and welcome. Uh, no, hello yeah. and welcome. <laughs> um. Anyway, hello folks and uh, welcome to another edition of the well, English Podcast. Welcome to the first episode yes, of 2016. Yeah. 2016. So, I get it right, Phil. I'm getting there, I'm getting there. <laughs> You're getting there, Phil. You're getting there. I just wanted to say hello to people because it's yeah, been so long. It has been a long I hope everyone had a lovely Christmas and New Year. Yes. We yeah. certainly did. I hope they yeah, enjoyed no. lots of presents and times with the family. Yeah. Still busy trying to sort out this year, but we enjoyed yes. our rests and mm. like, like we posted, I think I did. We had a catch up as well, which was lovely. Yes, we didn't yes. talk too much podcast, which we hardly ever do. Yes. That made a very nice change. Yes. And you know, this is actually the first episode that me and Phil have I said organised with a little bit of input from Simon as well. Bit. Yeah, well, <laughs> to, to be fair, to be fair, we're still running off the sheet that we Simon had done, and we collected and decided what to do for, yeah. into the first part of this year anyway. But there we yeah. go. Yeah. But no, it's yeah, it's it's been, been a bit interesting, and hopefully, hopefully, Simon's enjoying his sort of half break at the moment, and then he'll get a full break later on. But yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> no, um, as as we say, to is it Kashar, Kashar, to Kashara or not, not to Kashara? And for those who don't know what it means, you are about to be enlightened. Um, but that's when we go into the topic. Before we do Before that, we do that. first quiz of the year. First quiz of the year. Yeah. First chance to for one of us to get ahead. Well, I'm I'm just very happy because well, I, I, my my questions are, are going to be asked first from from Simon, so I'm glad I'm getting. Yes, right Jamie's going. Jamie's going first. Yeah. And like we said at the end of the last one, at the, at the end of Science Fiction Regrets, this is a new format for them. So we're doing three questions, and it's a total of thirty at the end of the year. Yep. It's all fair. Everyone's asking everyone each question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we finally got this sorted. Rather than Simon being twenty ahead, then ten behind, and then sixty behind. And yeah, I don't know how on earth we managed to yeah. make it work last year, but it was very chaotic. No, I think I think it's because we ha- we changed made- the way we did the quiz partway through the year, and then caught up and realised that actually Simon just drilling out quiz questions is probably a bit boring for him. Mm. <laughs> but so, anyway, Jamie, without further ado, your first question is: In oh. which Star Trek the original series episode? Was spot temporarily blinded, and oddly enough, Phil spoke about it when we spoke about Stephen <laughs> earlier. So, hey, you should oh. get it anyhow. Operation Annihilate. I'm sorry. <laughs> James was going to get that. Any, that, that that's, again, that's the whole point. We're trying to make this a closer on thing this year. Okay, you're hard on this time. What was Sarek's exact human age in his first Star Trek original series appearance? A hundred and two point four three seven. B hundred and two point three four seven C hundred and three point two four seven D hundred and four point three four seven. Best of luck, Jamie. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long while since I watched the original series. Um <laughs> This is gonna go be a play and I guess I'm just gonna go with C. It's gonna play and I guess. <laughs> and what was C? 
103.247 years old. Compared with the 102s and 4 point this thing and that That's thing. a complete and utter guess. <laughs> I, wasn't I like the numbering there, so it's very yeah. misleading. There's lots of sevens in there. There's not... <laughs> no, again, this is this comes from one of my books, so... No, 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 no. Nothing that's fair new enough. with right. me. It's a very fair question. Third and final question. Hit me. And this is one Hit I've, me with your I've written myself, although it's hardly... You can... I can hardly put that label on it, but never mind, it's still on here. What was the date of first contact between Vulcans and humans? I'm quite happy with the date. Again, as long as you give me the date, if you have the year, that'd be helpful, but I'm not going to insist upon it. Ah, now you said the first contact between Vulcans and humans. Official. The official. Mm. Right, okay. So we're not talking about first contact? Well, there's an unofficial one as well. That's what I wanted to clarify. Right, yeah. So you want I'm going simple. I'm going. This is easy one. So go with simple Simon. What it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So if I have to really infer on it, Zafran Cochrane. That's what I'm talking about. I'm yeah. trying to make it easy. I'm trying to give you bloody points. I mean, yep, yep, yep. So if the... I have to infer on it, Zafran Cochrane. If that's any help, but I thought it was quite a common, quite an obvious question. Any help? I believe it is April fifth, twenty sixty-three. Okay. So that's that, and that's Jamie done for now. So that didn't seem too terrible. <laughs> no, that's all right, you know. No, it's um, my turn to suffer. I think. Yeah, it's your turn to suffer, Phil. Go on in, hit me with it. This is where I get f- zero out of three. <laughs> that's not too bad. <clears throat> okay. First question is question number one. What is a cartra? Oh, this is your hard question. How much research you've done, Phil? This is what I mean. If if you've watched that Vulcan Free part, or if you said you no, I only watched the last one, which didn't help. Now I understand that now. Or is a Cartra? Yes, I think I know what you mean. I think mm-hmm. again, I won't get any points for it, but I'll say when we mm. get to answers, I might kind of. Really this is this is going to be one of those things that would have been easy if I had watched the first two. Yeah, yeah there is that. Yeah, it's it's also in the notes as well. The, um, what, what we'll probably it? come across it as episode goes on. You know, Cartra, Cartra, Cartra. Is it is it just a a, a way of them um, bringing their emotions? No, I'm going to put a way of them bringing their emotions to, in order. Okay, fair enough. It's completely wrong, but there we go. <laughs> okay. Right, actually, you yep. Right yep. Okay. Question two. How often do Vulcans experience the Ponfar urge to mate? A. Once a year. B. Every three years. C. Every five years. Or D. Every seven years. Five years. So you're going for C, yeah? Yeah. Okay. And three. Spock is a Vulcan. True or false? Well, (laughs) he's part Vulcan, part human. It's a hybrid. So, true. Now listen to what I say again. Spock is a Vulcan. <laughs> true or false? Then false. Is that what you think? Yeah. You, 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 Phil, you've got to choose one. You can't go true with then false. <laughs> you've got to choose one. Spock is a Vulcan. Well, he is a Vulcan, but he's also a human. So I suppose it would be true. I think. That's really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. I think that's zero okay, out of three. Do you, do you think... Okay, well, before we go on, do you think it's unfair how way I've worded it? No, no, but so don't worry. Misleading. 
But I get what you're guessing at. Because he's both. So in in, in in the way I perceive that question is, it's a. It, it could like be, could be before, both. So yes, you've got to yeah. be really careful of how yeah. you've got to write it. Right, that's fine. Carry on, no, carry no, on. Because no, I don't want that. That wouldn't be fair otherwise. The way I read it is: is he a full Vulcan or isn't he? That's how I read if, it. If you're, if it's, if, if, if you're reading full... it, is he a full Vulcan? Then no. If you're reading it, is he a Vulcan because he's part is he Vulcan? Part yes, Vulcan? yes, that's true. So, <laughs> so if okay. I put down true and false for both ways, then I can't go wrong. <laughs> Well, what I mean by and again it's made badly worded that's again yeah. I, I pointed out I got mine a bit wrong yeah. so you've got to kind of yeah that's why I wanted to refer a little bit kind that's of what, yeah right, how are you referring the question then is Spock a full Vulcan true or false there we go right false false that right. way's better than going let's have a defiant gate over again let's just get it out of <laughs> yeah, the way why now? do we always have to bring up the defiant gate I got it wrong okay <laughs> I got it wrong <laughs> yeah. so there you go those are your questions Phil well, given that your two questions, I think I've gone completely off uh, subjects a little bit, but I hope they're okay. Two, okay. three. Mm, three. Three. Oh, sorry. You said two, but right. three. Yeah. Right, Simon, question one. Yeah. How many years did Spock serve under the command of Captain Christopher Pike? And you have a multiple choice. Thank God for that. <laughs> A, 13. B, 11. C, 9. I think I know what one it is. A, B, and C, isn't it? A, B, and C. Okay. I'll, re- I'll reiterate. So how, how many years did Spock serve under Captain Christopher Pike? Um, A, 13. B, 11. C, 9. I'm going for B. God knows why. For 11. Okay. Probably that is wrong, but never mind. Okay. Question Next. two. How many light years <laughs> is the Vulcan planet away from Earth again it's a multiple choice oh that's a good question question uh, A 8 B 12 C 16 and um, this this is Gene this Gene Roddenberry actually ref- uh, confirmed this okay sorry can you remind me again I thought yeah. lost it. Um, how many light years sorry, is Vulcan i.e. the planet mm-hmm. away from Earth A 8 B 12 C 16 oh, going A, I don't know Again, A, 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 if I if I'd got that question I would have just guessed okay. as well to okay. be fair and this one should be the easy question what was, hard, it, what was the hard one well, they, they were all pretty much I, I, I think the hardest one probably was that one in fairness because it's mm. well, were we meant to do two easy one hard to make it kind of fairish mm. that's what I did yeah well that, that was the only hard one really are you sure? Yeah, I thought you would have known. That. <laughs> I thought you would have those known the first one. None of those are common Fair knowledge. Enough. Okay, uh, this this, this, this one this one should also be easy. They um, weren't easy, Phil. Fair enough. They weren't I easy. Thought, I thought they would be easy. No. But bearing in mind that the last time I thought I did a load of hard questions, all of them were easy. Those it, are freaking hard. Okay, um, the Vulcan phrase "live long and prosper" hand gesture is the same. As which, albeit it's used with two hands, Earth religious faith, and that's with no multiple choice. There's no multiple choice. It's I, actually very easy. I think I think it's Jewish. I think I've got a thing that says it's Jewish, but oh, I think I've pretty screwed this up because you go. <laughs> they were pretty easy. hard, Phil. I didn't think they were hard. Uh, I th- well, the 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 third one's very easy because 
Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> Okie dog. Topic. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I gave you two easy ones. <laughs> well, okay, the third one was a bit ambiguous. Do you feel un- undone, Jamie? He was over very fair. Your ones, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, get, I didn't think they were I that said difficult. The second question was a hard one. I thought, I thought they were yeah, pretty easy. But again, it was multiple choice, which was nice, so I got a one in four <laughs> chance of getting it. I so, gave you a one in three. <laughs> yeah, Phil. <coughs> anyway. Something to work on, Phil, I believe. Yeah. Saw a bit of harm against last year for I don't like this getting wet. I think that's right. Anyway. Phil, you've been sent to go to the principal's office now. So, <laughs> to Gashara or not to Gashara? Yeah, well, as you can tell from the title, I thought it was best I would with Klingons to put them in different categories. So, really... really the difference occurred when the Kashara was found. Yeah. Because before that point, they were very emotional, and after that point, they were very unemotional. Into that, just like we did with the uh, Blingons, with the Klingons, that rhymes, I don't mind, <laughs> um, we're going to put the Abrams Vulcans in with the mix with the post Kashara yeah. lot, because yeah. they are essentially the same thing. So when we talk about them, we're talking about yeah. the Abrams Vulcans again. It's boot. like it's like the like the idea of the next gen Klingons being in Enterprise. We just wait to nip that in the bun and state where we've placed them. So yeah. there's no confusion yeah. when we're talking about it. Who wants to have the inevitable job of explaining what the hell the Kashara is? Jamie, do you want to take it up, or because you're looking to feel kind of no, <laughs> no, I can explain what it is. The, the Kashara is at simply. The teachings of Surak. So Surak was the founder of on Vulcan, who was credited for saving Vulcan society. Mm. This idea, because very before their emotions almost destroyed them. Yes, yeah. Because because before that point, they were they were almost they were. If you if you imagine barbaric warriors with the strength that the Vulcans have and their emotions running riot, that's that's what it was. The whole thing was chaos. Yeah. It was almost like civil war on the planet. Yeah, and their emotions almost destroyed them and Surak come to this idea of controlling those emotions and it led to and it led to led to that peace and and what Vulcan Be, is like today. Yeah, being logical. Hmm. It's illogical to, to let your emotions This is overthrow what it you. says on the Vulcan page and Romero page as we always do on this occasions. Vulcans were once an extremely violent and emotional people, even by human standards, who wage almost constant warfare against one another. Uh, paranoia and uh, homicidal rage were common in those centuries um, and then it sort of reads on a bit further and then it sort of says in an effort to avoid this, um, avo- oh, good. in the void to avoid um, the amicioid destruction I'll put it that way a Vulcan named Surak <coughs> developed a new philosophy thereby igniting the time of awakening Surak maintained these that the root cause of the problems of Vulcan land, the uncontrolled outpour of the people's emotions. His followers swore to live their lives by an ethical system devised by Surak and pre- based purely on logical principles, emotions were to be controlled and repressed. See, at, yeah. the, t- at the time, the people didn't like it because it was change. Yeah. And, and, and it, it, it's, like, it's like the way we live our, the way I looked at it is the way we live our lives now the way we we, 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 we earn, earn our money we everyone in, in a sense sometimes are out to get each other everyone just each yeah. for their own and, and I've, I've sort of part of what I sort of got from watching those episodes and doing the research is that people find change frightening 
hmm. which is why you've got in the in the Vulcan three parter in Enterprise, the Forge, the Awakening, and Gashara, you've got that struggle between, you know, this, the idea of the Syrianites, the movement that's hmm. been created, and then you've got the other Vulcans. You've got that, which almost is yeah, it's it's, all, it's almost the way I looked at it is a direct parallel to when. Obviously, some people don't believe this, but let's say, for example, when uh, then when Moses got the Ten Commandments and the way that we should live, yeah, it was almost <laughs> like that. It was a case of somebody telling you what to do, which I suppose, in a way, you know, the way that we look at things with freedom of speech and the way I, I want to do things, I suppose, is almost communism. I suppose, in in a, in a certain way, um, yeah, no, I understand there's, a, there's a direct there. parallel of you will do this because that's what I'm saying you're going to have to do. Mm. It's, it, it's almost a bit like imposing rules on something that's never been ruled. But it's it's quite interesting the idea I said like these ideas of, of of emotions like being the cause of it and trying to sort of suppress them or control them. It, it reminded me actually of going back to a film called uh, I don't know if you've you heard of a film called Equilibrium. I've heard of it, uh, starring Christian Bale. But it was this idea that um, uh, in in this society, humans cannot feel any emotion because it was it was the it was the reason for loads of all the all the wars that have happened due to the fact that we had emotions and we let the emotions get the better of us. So they they suppress them; they weren't allowed to feel emotion. It's a similar sort of parallel which I found, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it says. The new, this new philosophy spread r- rapidly across the Vulcan, a minority, many of whom were known as those who marched beneath the raptor's wings, which I think we may hear about again, mm-hmm. rejected Surak's ideals as a construct- destructive war began, uh, ending in the yeah, it, wars. Yeah, it was known as the Hundred Year War, wasn't it? Yeah, and Surak, obviously, this was during the 4th century, and I think he was killed, I think it was like the last attack they had, and I think he was actually killed. Him. Well, he was killed off through radiation, and I think that there was, was yeah, there was an it. atomic bomb or something, almost like a, a like nuclear war between themselves. Surak was killed in the last battle against those who marched beneath the raptor's wing. He died from radiation sickness called by atomic weapons on Mount Slayer. There you go, that's that's that. And you know you said, oh, he's like... Um, what was it the Ten Commandments Moses. Yeah, yeah Moses Moses yeah uh, Surak lived in the 4th century during the time of awakening as a scientist he was considered on the same level as Albert Einstein and Isaac Newton there you are so there's yeah. a comparison for so he was, but again he's one of these people that why why should why should I be told what to do by someone in higher command or whatever it is it, it's, yeah. it's one of that he, I, I can I can see the side of the Am I allowed to call them Romulans yet or not? I don't know, but I can no, see that I can see the side of what then became the Romulans. Yeah, because obviously the Romans were descendants of Vulcans, and they yeah. and they broke off from the idea of log, being logical, and they were they were more, as I said, they were more emotional. Yeah. But, but the thing about Surak is, you know, he's obviously he saw things the way they were. And he said, "Well, this isn't working. We've got to change it. Otherwise, we're, we're going to destroy yeah, ourselves." Yeah, but when it happened, it was almost like giving a caveman a, a, a car. He had no idea what to do with it. It would have been it would have been conto- totally turning their world upside down. Which so you're saying he only he did what he thought what he could do at the time. Yeah, what he knew. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and I think they said this is a guy that changed Vulcan society. I mean, that's absolutely incredible that one person can be the start of that change. Mm, but you're looking at we're looking at it with hindsight, mm. knowing what they are now. You imagine back to that back to that point. It was a case of well, hang on and a minute. The fact that it's all fictional, but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, <laughs> we're, we're, tr- we're trying to put ourselves in that sh- emotional shoes, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> Get your emotional shoes on. <laughs> yeah. So it's just quite interesting, just sort of, and I think 
Enterprise, I think, you know, particularly those those three episodes, and just generally, the relationship between humans and Vulcans was, you know, pre this Kashar before this episode, and it, you know it was very spiking. I mean, it, when you watch it, feel like that humans and Vulcans. Vulcans were quite sneaky. They were, they, were yeah, they sneaky. were. I mean, for example, the that well, I would obviously like you know which episode I watched the Kashar, and when they were attacking the ship, and they were almost getting destroyed, and without doing any spoilers, we went for the fact that Captain Archer was there and able to weed out the person who was wrong yeah and well Trip was also a big part of that when he stood between the two ships as well mm. I think it was because it was obviously the Andorians brought into it as well yeah. but it's you know it's the fact that Enterprise I think did a great job in exploring you said this this whole this whole notion of before you watch Enterprise you go oh yeah humans and Vulcans met then you see them in the original series and they're getting on but what about in between Yeah. Well, what about that initial that de- developing relations and the yeah. fact that as you say and you find out a lot more about about Vulcans and what they used to be like, and you know, since going into depth about Surak, because again, it was a big part that was, I think, a big part of Vulcan history that was missing from the show. Yeah, I mean, it was a long time ago, wasn't it? I mean, mm. Surak died in twenty one fifty four, which was their fourth century. From 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 well, what I no, could see, he, he he died in the fourth century, but he's the idea of <laughs> the idea. The idea of his Kartra is his, so his living spirit, which was passed on. Yes, you could say his <laughs> essence was still alive. That's but the yeah. answer. That's the answer to your question, Phil. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. So his soul lived on yeah. in. Yeah. Um, oh, what was the guy's name? Um, somewhere. He part. This was before it was passed on to Archer, because I think wasn't he? The, he was the leader of the Cyrenite movement, wasn't he? He's in this somewhere. Cyrenite. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. So Siren had had um, had Surak's Kartra, and then because bef- again spoiler. What I never understood if you got it, and you know I've, I've jokingly said this to you before. So okay, you're in the forge in the secret hideout of Cyrenites. Cyrenites. Sir- yeah, Cyrenites. Well, if you got his mind, okay, and again, this where it goes back to if you don't that have that, you, you wouldn't have a, even plot. Got a plot. But so I go for it. So it's all right. Logically, <laughs> so you got his, you got his head in, you got his uh, soul in your head. You yeah. got his spirit, and his mind, his body, his yeah. memories, everything. Mm-hmm. You freaking know where you put that. You know how you. If you remember in the whole episode, Archie goes, hey, trying to find I've, it. I've, "I've been here before." Yeah, and then literally turns this thing over, opens the door, walks down a small corridor, and it's all right there, and you kind of go. Well, it, it could be that because oh. of the two minds conflicting with each other, only certain parts get unlocked. I don't know. No, well, the thing is, it's not even that well hidden. It, it was, it's not even it, that it was well lit- hidden. It was it's like, like leaving it in a broom cupboard. It, yeah. it, could, it, was, it, it could be literally like giving directions to someone walking somewhere. Just go down the road and make a right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit. Whereas it should have been down some ancient tomb, and then you have to go through yeah, all these little puzzles to, to get had there. To do a little bit of kind of fiddle it and fiddle, fiddle this and fiddle that. But, but it he was... did it within about ten minutes, fifteen minutes. <laughs> and he Ma- just maybe, going... maybe it was because the story was more about the other, the oh, other yeah, side of it things. Was, but he just sort of going. So that's been kept secret for like how, God knows how many years. And like, Archer finds him like five minutes. Yeah. Okay. But I think didn't he in one of the visions go? Isn't it's now the time to kind of bring it up? Now's the time to make a yeah, because he it. was having visions. Obviously, him, him talking now's to the Surat. time to find it and put my people straight. I think that might have been it. So 
because it's just a bit weird I just find it a bit weird just kind of you've got it there the whole time kind of oh we don't know where it is we don't know where it is we checked land back us over yeah we've checked there we've checked there before we checked there last year but it's interesting that he that is put in Archer because you've got a very interesting dynamic there between humans and Vulcans and where initially Archer's very he doesn't really get on he he Put simply, for he blames Vulcans for stopping his father's achievements, from right. achieving a warp five, and his Archer's father never got to see it. Yeah, and it's like throughout the whole series, he sort of struggles against in, in a battle because yeah. he doesn't want to help him because, of course, he's thinking, "Well, sod it, well, why? Why yeah. should I help you?" But this episode is quite interesting. This, this three part is interesting because he gets into the mindset of, of a Vulcan, and he says, "I think he says to Paul after us once the captures." gone from him he says oh now I know I understand you people better than I did I understand I think doesn't he say why you did what you did well that goes back to what Simon was saying surely you should know everything then because if he he can understand Vulcans that well by having someone's mind in them minding him then surely he just goes bing that's where I left it yeah and and this is the thing about this what what Surik did and the old idea of the Kashara it also brought to people because before as you've seen the original series Mind melds are very common and allowed, but before then, pre Kashara, they were frowned upon mm. because they caused um, they caused a certain uh, condition. Was it Panar syndrome, which, which I think was meant to um, be represent AIDS? I that's believe. correct. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, but um, they were trying to do that yonks ago, but they didn't go through with it, so they did it in, the in Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. It's just a sign of. Yeah, it's not such a big political issue. Exactly. Yeah, now. I mean, yeah. It, it was interesting, but it it was. It was like, well, this was more much more than like twenty years ago. But you know, it's and it's just quite interesting the fact that my males are frowned upon, and you know, it's seen as unnatural. This idea of it's unnatural, and I think Topol was actually one who actually contracts it. But there's a really there's an episode called Fusion, um, where there's Vulcans who have actually quite an interesting idea. They've 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 balanced logic and emotion. They found that they found they balance. Yeah. Um, uh, and they actually mind meld with each other. But it could well be that mind melds are better once after Kashara because you're able to control your emotions more because you've, they've learned to yeah, control their and, emotions so do, they don't get affected as much. And the other thing that was is it hindered it hindered sort of a cure for Panar syndrome because it wasn't because people because most well, mainstream Vulcans saw it as unnatural and it was wrong and no one ever bothered to really find the cure but I think there was a cure within the Kashara itself. And yeah. No, the cure was a mind meld, I believe. It was a mind meld, wasn't it? Big so, part, yeah. yeah. So the, the the very thing that they said was wrong and unnatural, you shouldn't do, was the thing. Well, actually, this it is the cure for that. I mm. felt, but at least by the time that what was the name's Vass? Uh, Vass, yeah. I think it Vass. was. He was. It was a very dictatorship. It was very much like that, and you can just imagine why Siren was went. Yeah, it's about time. And Sarek and Siren went. Yeah, it's about time we get rid of this and. Hmm show it off to people and then all his support went and then um, T'Pau who I didn't realise was actually in um, original series original series in the um, you talk about Amok time Amok time yeah. yeah she's the high priestess isn't she yeah and you kind of go oh yeah it's that one I only realised mm. that recently but it's, it's just, it just mm. changed the whole character of the, the planet yeah, and it's to said it, 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 it also, as you say, with the with the Kashar and what happened after it, it didn't just change things within Vulcan itself. It said it changed the, their relationship. The they have a lot of species. In the Reformation, yeah, which 
it's very fitting considering the country we live in the reformation with the uh, Church of England and whatnot. Mm. It's, it's, it almost harks back to that religious group controlling everything yeah. and mm. being the most powerful thing on the planet where they're supposed to be the ones that look after everyone. It's it's that very thing, and it's just kind of we think they say, well, we're going to destroy you now. Mm. I mean, when they, they tried to do that, I came back fighting, and there are so many parallels with it. In mm. fairness, if you think about it, because if you look, if you look at say. English culture, or, or, or back when that when the man was in charge and the women were the minority, you can you can draw a par- you can draw a parallel with that in the fact that obviously they wanted something a bit better. They wanted equal. They wanted equalness. Yeah. But it just it wouldn't happen. That's exactly right. You know, so they saw this idea of mind melding and, and, and you know as as unnatural. You know, this and it, as you say, an idea of a woman back in them days as oh, you know, getting a job and making her own choices that would have been seen as you know mm. exactly the Whereas, same. Whereas again, it's that whole looking back at hindsight, knowing what we know now. But yeah. if you put yourself in those shoes, if you if you were a man, if we go if we go to the to parallel of the woman not being able to talk, if if you were, were a man at that time and you actually agreed that women should be able to talk, yeah. but you weren't able to say that publicly or show it yeah. publicly because. Of what could then happen to you? Yeah, and I think a film—I think again, a bit off topic—but I think a film that brilliantly demonstrates that is Titanic. James Cameron's Titanic. If you, if you watch that and think of the, the, the situation that Rose was in, the constraints she had, and, mm. you know that sort of thing. But yeah, it's an interesting parallel, sort of between that and the Balkan movement as well. You can apply it to, to anything. Well, yeah, but that's that's the only way we can make sense of it because, mm. of course, we, like Simon said earlier, it, it, it's fictitious; it's not real, yeah. but you have to put yourself in the shoes of what it was yeah. like to live and you can imagine it was almost like living in the dark ages yeah you know where anyone could have got killed anyone without any recourse and it's, it's interesting because you say that Phil because it harkens back again to our season one review when you were saying it's bringing things into relation to now yeah you know relating things from then you know from something that's fictitious and relating to to, to, to what we the age we're living in now and the issues that we're currently grappling with in our own society yeah so you know, but it's, it's back to they, they always try and do that but like Simon said if they tried to do it a little bit about AIDS it probably was a little bit too late <laughs> but yeah it was just bad timing which yeah. is unfortunate but you know it's it's bringing up an old subject as well which I suppose sometimes you you need to shed some more light on because it just gets swept under the, under the rug yeah and you know and I'll just like to point out that these three episodes episodes 7, 8 and 9 of season 4 of Enterprise sorry <laughs> yeah. I, had to, oh, I had to tuck my knowledge in there just so Awakening the Forge and Kisharara but we have got to point out that they say the Vulcans were a very big part of the formation of the Federation with their um, obviously with their um, partnership as it were with humans yes they? because I mean I don't know if you guys because, have, um, sorry, the Vulcans made contact with the Cardassians Trill Tholians Klingons and plenty of other reasons the yeah. race is by the 22nd century so mm. they had the experience to know how to start one up hadn't they yeah. but, but if they didn't have that and they were running through of emotion what would have those first meetings have been like if if, if, if Vulcans couldn't probably, well, <laughs> probably would have led to war mm. based on the line by Quark and uh, Little Green Men Vulcans became more capable after 1947 yeah. So that means that they were out there with emotions, out there flying around, seeing people. So that's what I get from it. So you, you can imagine this warrior-like race that and you've got to uh, were un- unemotional turning up on planets saying, well, I don't care. <laughs> I suppose it would be like meeting the Romulans, I guess. Going back to what you were saying, Si, about Vulcans being uh, 
formation of the federation it's also something else again you guys won't know this but from the enterprise books when when they finally form i think it's the coalition pact, or when it's like i think it's like the coalition pact and the vulcans are right behind it because the humans against the war against the romans they've been on their own mm. because it was this whole idea if if people find out the vulcans are di- uh, directly sort of decently related to romulans it would destroy everything yeah, yeah. Um, and the vulcans when the humans had sort of defeated the romulans and said you know the vulcans were the humans wanted certain changes to be made to the way things were, sort of went and Vulcans immediately supported that because well this people they've saved they saved that they saved us they yeah. put this on their own yeah. um, but like you say because because the government were trying to rally support for all of humanity to like the Vulcans if, if, if it was learnt that they actually were Romulans people might have distrusted that well they weren't Romulans but dis- related, related to, yeah. to they might not have been trusted That you know they might not have agreed with it you know why are we helping people who ultimately yeah. are in him anyway the coalition pacts would have fallen apart and you wouldn't you wouldn't have the formula of the federation probably no, no and even after it was formed it was still kept secret for another hundred years mm. so but you also think about going back to the time when they were fighting against each other and then then ultimately had a hundred year war with what then became the Romulans they wouldn't have created all the weaponry and the ships and what they did so their technology wouldn't have been as advanced without the war so you're saying in a way maybe it was I say, I say a good thing but there was a, yeah, there was a benefit from it. it again it draws a parallel to our own society we uh, a, a lot of what we've got now and well, the technology we have comes out of war because it comes out of technology for weaponry, technology for defence, technology for armoury. Then other things come out of that. Yeah. It's going back to what we were saying in our episode with with um, Simon's dad about going to Mars. All, all of the technology that we're producing is producing other things as a spin-off. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, in a roundabout way. It's, it's turning something yeah. that's bad into something yeah. that's good. Yeah, I, I agree with what you mean. It's like um, in, in America when you have, I don't know if they still do it, but a lot of the drug raids that they do and the, the money that's used, like dirty money, is actually used into actually like like making like crime detection yeah. a lot more you know up to date stuff so people can't get away with crime so easily and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I, yeah, I get, I get what you mean. For I said without that you wouldn't have, again. Like Simon said before, that if the Titanic hadn't sunk, you wouldn't have had improvement on 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 you know ships, yeah, yeah. things like that. So yeah, yeah, just just interesting sort of parallels I think we're making here, isn't it? Really? Exactly, exactly. It is another strange parallel. Can you imagine if Falcons had Facebook <laughs> back then? What would that be of like? <laughs> 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 rather than it, it, it could have solved it as well if you think rather than being emotional and attacking each other they could have just it's been trolling online on yeah. Facebook, yeah yeah yeah, int- yeah that's a good fault see you can parallel anything Jamie <laughs> as you said earlier although there's problems between Vulcans and Romulans there were some Vulcans that tried to um, uh, try and you know form unification between two yeah, species. That was trying to form like a peace treaty sort of thing. Yeah, that was in uh, next gen reunification. Well, yes, the same name. Yeah. <laughs> you would you, would you say that the Romulans and the Vulcans are completely different? Uh, well, it says in have here. they been genetically changed through evolution throughout the years? Well, of, no, because Vulcans they can't have done. Vulcans did well. Certain Vulcans became Romulans. Essentially, they create from that was how Romulans were created from Vulcans. It was. Just well, I think Phil's getting it. Um, 
genetics or environment and mm. I think with nurture and nature because obviously I think with with Romulans I think you can't, I think it is environment because they went to a different planet and then mm. they built their own society and they built their own society so, so surely by environment mm. than it is genetics if it can't be genetic because no. but because they also had the, some Vulcans as he did have their own different ideas of how they, Vulcan they, should they, be but mm. they didn't go through Sarek's teaching so you get rid of that um, kind of conditioning yeah so they're kind of so if stone they age Vulcans so all you have to do is Go to different fire and it changed like mm. yeah. it's like giving it's like giving the caveman the fire without him so working maybe it out. If they've been exposed to. The should Kishara. we just point out at this point in time now that we're talking about Romulans? Should we just say this is what we're going to do next year in case we get mail saying? Yes, why, yeah, why, yeah, why, yeah. The, the, yeah, we're leading on to Romulans uh, that we're going to do as, as next, species, yeah, because yeah, it, it makes an awful lot of sense. Well, it's logical, what, isn't it? So, yeah, it's yeah. very logical. Yes, yes. I like the way you did that. High five, Jamie. High five. So I think it's more environment more than genetics in that case I think I've got to agree with Phil there because it's just kind of if you if you put two mice in two different boxes and one's a very dry environment and one's a very wet environment 100 years later after they've they've they're going to be different, aren't they? They're going to be different. Yeah. Why would you do something? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just giving an example. I'm giving an example. <laughs> I know. It's just a very weird thing. Let's drone around and let's have another round. No, I just, I find it interesting know, because the, it, it, going completely <laughs> off subject, the Komodo, without sounding boring, the Komodo dragon self replicates itself. So a female Komodo dragon produces male dragons without actually having sex. In an environment where there aren't enough males, it, it, but it, it's just, that's purely and simply the evolution of that species. Yeah, I love how we've got onto that. Guy, we've got from there to there. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's just right. no. It's, it's interesting how that are they the same or are they different? But it's it's quite. In, I think another quite intriguing thought is the fact that going back to what you say about the idea of humans and Balkan relations, it's quite intriguing. This this thought of that in a way humans sort of have adopted. Surak's ideas, not maybe not in terms of sort of like in, uh, being uh, emotionless, but doing things through the idea of peace. So, for example, uh, pre Kashara, you had Vulcans and Andorians; they didn't get on at all. Well, who broke the sort of peace between them? Well, humans did. Mm. I.e., Archer was the main instigator of that. So, because during the, it says in contrast to their traditional peace of exploration, the Vulcans had a long history of border skirmishes with the neighbouring Andorians. The humans help negotiate a peace between the two. So, yeah. essentially, we we are a direct link to Vulcan society. In yeah, that, in that respect. Yeah, this idea of peace. Okay, maybe we still we still show our emotions, but the core idea that Surak had of do it, of 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 doing things in peaceful means, you know, you can apply you can apply us to that. I mean, I, I also thought that there was an an, an interesting thing that the Vulcans. Obviously, their emotions are very strong, and if it's for this, but do did the Vulcans actually look at humans and almost aspire to be more human in the fact that we haven't had to go through anything like the the, the emotional training, anything like that, to control our emotions? No, we're born we're with idiots. it. Pretty really, sure it's because did. of it. But I suppose that's ignorance because of a race that's able to control their emotions without having to. Well, when you think about it, go through training. Well, when because they didn't want us to go through the same thing. Yeah, because they, because they, I think you can make a fair, you can make a fair point of Vulcans looked at us and saw how they used to be. Yeah, 
so they saw us as emotional or we, we almost destroyed ourselves like going through the world wars and they, they, mm. they, they look at us and they saw themselves back and back, back, back but our, our, our emotions are actually our strongest ally whereas their emotions was destroying them from inside yeah, out but their, their view of us pre-Kashara was the fact that oh you know that's what we used to be like so you know that's not what we're like anymore Phil mm. you'll find Star Trek is full with there's something wrong with every other species apart from humans. That's the whole point of the whole series. Yeah. Mm. To make humans go, look, we're actually quite brilliant. Yeah, I suppose. That's the whole point. Every, you, every species we talk about, you'll find yeah. that we all sit there going, yeah. oh, they took the... Would they con- yeah, I'm gonna always going to say, would they consider us better because blah, 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 because actually, no, that's just the way it's been written. Hence why... Yeah. Just change the name of the species. It's just, it will happen yeah. every... every Hence, why species, part, partly why I like Express Non so much because it shows that humans are actually f- flawed in a big way, or the Federation particularly is. Hence, why I like Express Non so much. Jamie, looking through the, the uh, Wikipedia page, did you find all the thing about the um, physiological, uh, like the power they are? Like, oh, the physiological and I sort of about their bodies, yeah. Because they're sort of eight times stronger, aren't they, than us? I think so, it was three times stronger. There is an average of three times stronger, but. So externals, not much difference, but internally, oh my god, radically different. The holes where a human's liver would be, um, and be several out uh, several hundred times per minute. They also didn't have an appendix, no, which is famous in the own. But Vulcan blood was copper based and was copper or rust covered. Hence, how it's green. Deoxygenated with the blood, uh, veins and green were oxygenated nitrates. Bruises and dermal abrasions took on a green colour. Um, they also had a very highly efficient respiratory system. Yeah, I was about to say that because of yeah, their atmosphere. Sorry. No, it's, that's fine. Yeah. And I say that's that's well known. And so essentially, a Vulcan going to Earth is is really almost not going to be oxygen starved. They're almost going to be over the top. Well, like I say, well, going also... on further, it's really interesting. Having evolved on a planet which was mostly desert, Vulcans survived desert conditions. Uh, survived several days without water and had inner eyelids which protected their eyes. Sounds familiar, Jamie. Which comes from a question. No, I don't. Superior metabolic, metabolism, meta- uh, metabolism. Metabolism, thank you. I got that wrong. Uh, I can't be bothered with uh, Caffeine and something else. Saffotoffins. Had little effects on them. Effect on them. They're also capable of surviving for long durations without food or sleep. Under stress, Vulcans could do about sleep for weeks. I didn't say the next bit because it's kind of doesn't make much sense no. I don't think it, it kind of no so I, I didn't say that and, and their lifespan like I said they've got a lifespan of like 200 years or more but you can say it again as three a times tr- phys- physically stronger than humans yeah but it's, it's also the fact that um, they also quite their, the brain is quite interesting because they have many layers and it's in direct control of most of their bodily functions so a Vulcan a Vulcan body can actually shut itself down and actually heal and it's actually and Spock does that in one episode in the original series and it's actually quite hilarious to actually get him to actually get him back into a normal state he has to be slapped can I just point out this is <laughs> seriously go on just the pictures they chose on this Mamera page that people put on there and you're just going really look look yeah to poll not wearing an awful lot yeah okay with the description the Vulcan posterior and you, you can go on there yourself and look at it and you're just sitting there going why Watch an episode uh-huh. called Regime. Regime is yeah. Season three of Enterprise, and yeah, yeah, they just make us sound filthy, Jamie's ever. <laughs> well, he has got that psychopathic knowledge. Yeah. 
But it's, it's all quite interesting, just kind of, and then mm. obviously, don't put them near Trillium B. No. That's not a good idea either. But put simply, Trillium D makes Vulcans resets into what they used to be. So Homicidal Rage is an episode of the zombie-like Vulcans. It's quite quite a brilliant episode, actually. Um, But T'Pol suffers from it. If 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 Trillium D doesn't harm humans, they're fine. Um, but they need it. They need it. When what is it? Is it a gas? Is it a? Is it a? Well, it's a substance that helps them get through the Delphic expanse with, with the anomaly, so it protects the ship. But when you've got a Vulcan on board, it poses a bit of a problem. Right. So it makes them what they used to be like, which was like sort of violent and homicidal rage. Like that's what they feel. <laughs> so their emotions completely take over. But I like the idea of Vulcans being able to shut down at certain parts, just heal that certain part. Yeah, I think it's quite. A, quite a, I think I don't think I think it was only ever shown the once with Spock in that in that original series episode, whatever it was called. I think it's a private little war. I think that was ah, the this one. is a bit I was interesting about. Um, so I did a obviously in, the, in on the page as well. It also talks about um, from the Starfleet medical reference manual from 1977. So male's height is generally two meters or six point six. I don't think I highlighted that bit. Um, six point six, whatever the hell they call that. Meters. Six point six meters high. Two meters high, and then they're six foot. That's it. Six. Six, six foot. Six oh foot. right, sorry. Uh, that's not interesting. Body temperature thirty two point seven eight centigrade, which is quite. Um, Did say first that'd be very quite hot. hot. Yeah. Um, heart rate ten hundred forty two beats per minute. Oh my god. Blood pressure eighty over forty. No, no. But the reason but that, that, that's, is, yeah, but that's because the heart's going like, I'm uh, crazy. Well, again, this is I found it's really interesting. Vulcan blood blood vessels are more dilated than humans. La- the larger v- blood vessels are the reason Vulcan blood pressure is so is lower. Dilated blood vessels are, and faster heart rate also play a key role in regulating the Vulcan's body temperature. The ninety four ninety one Fahrenheit body temperature is maintained by internal cooling mechanism of fast blood circulation. Vulcans do not have sweat glands and cannot rely on evaporation as a means of cooling their bodies. In harsh heat, H- hence the reason for living in a desert. Yeah. In harsh heat of their planet's desert, expelling heat through radiation is insufficient. Um, with an average temperature of 91 uh, Fahrenheit, high blood flow circulates cool blood through the body. Um... Yeah, it's. I just found that all really quite interesting. It's stuff I didn't even know about. No. This is going really mm-hmm. But you know, it's uh, looking at. I said looking at Vulcans post post Kashara, you see just just such a huge difference. So they are much more peaceful. They have found that balance. They found that balance of controlling their emotions. You know, but the thing is, they don't. The thing is, they don't deny them. They 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 acknowledge the emotions are there. Because I think before I think it was a case of like pretty sure you know we've got to keep them repressed etc. Mm. But it's like well, no, you can't really do that. You can't you, bottle everything you, up. You've got to you've got to control it, but you've got to acknowledge that you do have them. I think um, Flock says he's a doctor, doctor in enterprise. He says, well, Vulcans have emotions as well. You just hide them better. You know, all yeah. different from humans in that respect. I found this interesting as well. Vulcans did possess family names, although they were pronounceable. Uh, they were pronounceable by humans only after many years of practice. Yeah. But even then, never fully correct. So, um, I also yeah. like the fact that um, said Vulcans to control their emotions, uh, they use meditation. 
which is quite obviously very is, is very similar to obviously what we do like humans do yoga to de-stress yeah so you know and they said they don't really have holiday well they have holidays but they don't you know not what what we would not we what we would call a fun holiday no a lot of, I think a lot of their holidays is literally just meditation it's quite interesting where the origin of the name Vulcan actually came from it was a bit it didn't come straight away so you might have heard in like original series it was not actually it was either Vulcanian and Vulcan oh, yeah, I remember that reference yeah so the origin of the term uh, was from a production standpoint dated to 1966 when NBC put a 12 page booklet entitled Advanced Information on 1966 and 1967 Programming Star Trek which describes serious regular crew members description of Spock mentioned that his father was na- a native of Volcanus, and these people were known as Volcanans. <laughs> as a result of earlier growing pains and, and staff writing stuff, the term Volcanum was used sporadically and sometimes interchangeably during the first season. Uh, heard in a few episodes. Similarly, the Bajorans in DS9 and whatever were briefly known as Bajora. Yeah. The name Vulcan itself, in reference to people, was heard in the Naked time. Yeah, just something else I thought was really quite interesting. Just it's there's you know there's a lot we can do. I was going to say you, you can start going down every single train. I mean, the, 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 how, how long do their fingernails grow? I mean, it's just it's just yeah. How, well, how far do you want to go into it? That's part of their um, that goes biology. Back to the Not biology. Um, physiology. Thank you. Um, the physiology. Oh, what's the bloody names? But as a whole, I found it more interesting when I did the research more on the the actual. I, th- I think for me, it was more looking at the side of every part of their how they grew up and their not as a society parallel directly to ours. Yeah, it's sort of from that caveman to yeah, to modern man, and it's and it's them seeing themse- themselves and us or what they used to be, and I think humans sort of seeing themselves in, in Vulcans in a, in a way of doing things okay they're still emotional humans but they're doing it in a peaceful way yeah which is what Vulcans Vulcans like and I now. suppose we we, we, we envy that because that's something we're we're pushing for I suppose it, it, mm. it's uh, not that whole hippie well oh, well peace yeah yeah well peace man <laughs> it's more the the it's that strive to be better strive to get rid of hunger strive to get rid of poverty strive to stop off arguments and fighting but when you think of Vulcans you've got to, you've got to think of, you've got to think of the spot I mean how incredibly difficult must that have been for him being a hybrid being half human half Vulcan I think how difficult that must have been for him growing up. I mean, I know we see we see aspects of that in in Abraham the first time. Yes, yes. When he's, when he's yeah, when he's got the, he's got the bullies and he beats them up. Yeah, but it's just like, how difficult must that have been for him? You know, trying to finding that balance. You know, and ultimately, you know, choosing choosing the way of life of Starfleet, being with humans pretty much all the time, not around his own people, but still retaining that. That, Vulcanicity. That, yeah, Vulcanicity. That's a good word, Phil. But the other, actually, thinking about it, now we've just talked about the biology of, not biology, I've done it physiology. again, physiology of a Vulcan. Biology is... Is it actually through? physically possible? Because obviously we're carbon-based, they're copper-based. You take, were you talking about in terms of humans and Vulcans being compatible? Right? Yes. Yeah, it's possible. Trip and again, I know this is a bit of spoiler, but hey, never mind. Trip and Topol have a have a have a baby together. It just uh, to me, it doesn't seem right because obviously the, the, it's almost like a, a dog and a cat. It just ain't going to work. 
Klingon's manager. The Klingons do as well. Klingons and Hugh, Klingons and humans, that, that, that's happened. Mm, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, and we looked at the Klingon biology. Traces of it. Well. All right, fair enough. Okay, yeah. we're moving on from that. No, so I know, no, humans and Vulcans are companions. It's a good question, Phil. It's, it's like you it, it just, it just it seemed, it didn't seem right. They are almost identical. Okay, it's a, um, I can't think of their name. They come up in STO and they come up in the Chase. So where does where does because so, all the races, all the main players oh, yeah. in the galaxy, I know what you mean. The yeah. same, come from the same template. So yeah, but. But then, then if you name. look at it that way, then how? how Progenitors. Progenitors. I think I think it's something like that. Yeah. Um, well, I'm thinking of the idea. Is it always the same? So let's say, for example, let's take the example of Spock. Is, is, is his heart in the same place as no, a human or a Vulcan? Just, they said earlier. It's, it says here with the discovery of ancient humanoid progenitors in the 24th century, most humanoid life forms in a known galaxy were found to have a seed genetic code guiding their evolution to the humanoid form. So they all shared a genetic, they all right. shared a genetic code that all bound, but binded them all together. Right. Which I thought was again, I think the chase is a, it's a really, really, really good episode. It's like you know, you know, you think back to watching before or after that episode, you think, oh, all these people, they're all so different in a lot of ways, but they've got an actual genetic strand that actually connects everyone together. Which is a bit odd, given that they're in different galaxies, different bits. It makes you wonder whether they were no, created by the same. Say. Same galaxy, but makes you wonder whether they were created by the same omniot being. They were. Mm. That's what. That's, mm. just, that's what we're trying to say. Yeah. Right. Sorry. They just had a different uh, conditions on that planet, which made them. That yeah. Goes back to what I was saying about putting the, the mice in different boxes. That's right, Phil. That's right. Yeah. Ooh. Oh dear. What's up, sorry? <laughs> have we just contradicted ourselves here? We haven't. Oh, okay. Which makes you kind of question. Well, what in? Historical thing. What happened? How the hell was Romulus started? People from Vulcan. So yeah. how the hell could they also be? So are you trying to say that humans are Vulcans, well, but we just in went the to Earth? Chase, they go. Well, how am I similar to this thing? And you kind of sit there going, "Well, you're really Vulcan." Because do you see what I mean? Oh, they have origins from they, the, They've contradicted themselves, and what? Yeah, yeah, I know. From what you the mean progenitors, now. it's meant they, they made it sound like Romulans as well. Hmm. When if the Romulans are based from Vulcan. Vulcans, how does that <laughs> work? Yeah. That, a continuity. Kind of so, continuity for, so for those who aren't who have got confused in what you're saying, say that again. So the progenitors, I can't think of their bloody name. Like, no, so they come no, up it, in this show. They in, form all the species we're familiar with, youngs ago, ages ago. So they see it on certain planets. So, and I put this in speech marks: Romulus, Earth, and or Vulcan. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyone that you don't have to put too much makeup on, that sort of thing, they are all from the same template. Right. So, how the hell can that happen when the Romulans are coming off um, from Vulcan? From Vulcan. Yeah. So how yeah, does that that's work? right. Yeah. Yeah. So in that that episode and what they've done in a, later, in a way, you can kind of see it because they're from Vulcan. But then but they shouldn't have been bit, there in the first place. It's a place. bit of a contradiction. It's a bit weird, just kind yeah. of. Yes, you're part of this as well, but you're not. You should be with Vulcan continuity over here. Always works in Star Trek. Yes. No. Well, there's always a way you can make it work. Yeah. But yeah. it's just from what we're saying, it's just kind of 
Huh? Yeah, you, you you had that train of thought, and then when you said, it, I was like, hang on a second, I think, yeah, yeah. It's so that's the way I'll make it work. They meant collectively, you're the same people. Those, but again, it goes back to environmental. That now they yeah. are now nurture and nature. Species, yeah, so now you can kind of actually go go back to my mice in a box. Put the dead one in the yeah, the mice in a box. Is this going to come up in every episode now, Phil? It's my new Mariana Hill, Mice in a Box. Oh, okay, fair MC. enough. MC. Well, you, no, you, you can have that all to yourself, so that, that's fine. MIB, MIB, Mice in a Box. Mice in a Box. Use lots of abbreviations. Don't use abbreviations. <laughs> Which is not at all, mib. I think. That's mib. what I mean. Mib. 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 Yeah. See, it all comes back to mib. Do you, my, you enjoy my mib? Yes, Phil, I'm joining your mib. <laughs> I love the way Simon's just looking at us. No, no. Moving on. So, did you have anything more? Trying to get mail every year. You try and get mail. Yeah, yeah. I'd just like to reiterate, folks. I'm not a part of it this time. So, no, you're not in part of my mid. So, have you got anything else that you wanted to bring up? No, because I've not really looked at my other two bits of research. But never mind. The amount of bloody research we've done for this is stupid again. Look. It's alright, it's, it's good to cover all our bases. I mean, I think we've picked up some quite interesting ideas and points. There's not here, much so. I've got left over that I'm bothered about, if anything. No. We can probably bring it up for when we do the Romulans because it's inadvertently going to come back to Vulcan, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> As we've just well, said. Well, again, this has got <coughs> seven pages worth, so I reckon we have the same for them. Mm. We can link it back to this one, as we know. And, we and might link discover, it back to the Klingon. We might discover more <laughs> that, that more when we do the Romulans that we didn't now. No. Yes. Of course. Of course. So yeah, I think I think we've I think done, we've done quite. I think we've done it justice. We've done it justice. We're sort of trying to get back in the groove because it's like we haven't done it for like a month now. It's yeah, so it feels like, a bit what odd. We, what That's are we doing? A bit out so of place here. Are we really here? We got into. It. I think we've all got here and gone. Well, huh? What are we doing? Yeah. How does this work? I'm confused. Because, like I say, this is our first one of the new first year, year isn't it? Mm. It's just kind of happy new year. Yeah. <laughs> so, should we go? Should we go to Strange New Worlds? Yes, please. Da 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 da. Strange New Worlds. Do the jingle. Do do do. And as ever, we have no idea what Phil's going to say after. Well, I'm mouth. going along down the Vulcan route. Well, yeah, you've got yeah, to point course, out that we'll, you've learned from my style of doing stuff because mm. you might have noticed that they theme their questions as well. Yeah. Yes, everything was been Vulcan themed today. Um, mine. My question and Strange New World is about the Vulcan nerve pinch. Right. I call the Vul- Vulcan neck pinch. Yeah, neck pinch, or, or what you want to call it. <laughs> well, that's what it's called. Is that is is right? The way I yeah, the way right. I see that is that every Vulcan can do it. Every Vulcan must have been shown no, how to I do it. Learn it was a learned ability. Not everyone does. This was what I was going to ask. Is it something that all Vulcans can do, or is it something like karate? Yes. That's people are taught to it. do it. I think people are taught. I think they're taught to do it. I mm, mean, like because humans can all. If you, I think at some point, I don't know who it was, but a human can also humans can also. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Humans can also do it as well. So humans can do a nerve pinch. Is it just about learning where it is and what to touch? Where there's something in here where it's and, and, so. and, and, and is it the same for every animal? Can they do it on like a bear? Can they do it on a dog? I, that, well, I don't honestly know because that was never really brought up if I'm honest so this, this is what I've I got I mean I've got just, just uh, still, yeah, still but, the, but, the, in but the way d- 
the way the idea of in in the show was created was when um Lyndon and Moy was saying um this idea of incapacitating someone they did I think like a big fight sequence and, and Nemoy said no this is not right I'm a Vulcan this is not how he would do it he would do it in a non-aggressive way so it's Ill- illogical to cause yeah. harm and it would yeah. be si- why, why, well, why spend ages fighting where you can just do something a little small well, it, it was it was, it was, was more shown in a non-aggressive <coughs> way so him and Shatner worked together and that's when they come up with the idea of doing that so it, it was stopping someone but in a non-aggressive way which keep it in it's the way Vulcan's he does work. it it's, it's very much I, I know Simon's closest to me so sorry I know you're working this out but the viewers can't see it's very much grab and then push it's (laughs) grab and push down it's it's not like an instant boom it is actually a case of they have to do it for a little while it's almost like they're trying to find that's that bit got down here I swear it had something but I'm not sure it's the right bit that I'm thinking of so I go into this anyway like Jamie said Vulcans were known for their high degree oh no wrong one Vulcans were generally non-violent but logic dictated that combat was sometimes necessary Vulcans could and did use Vulcans such as Lerper and something like Yahoon. I'm gonna go with Yahoon. Yahoon. That's what it looks like in Emerald Time. I just went out of my head. And practice again. Don't moan at me. We have always avoided names and things because we're all yeah. terrible at it. And practice martial arts called Tishare. Which bit you in, sir? Um, they are horrible. Patches Marshall is called Taoshaya and Su Mana, that's what I'm going to call it. Those I suppose it's just as difficult for Romanians to can out pronounce karate. <laughs> so, from that, I've always seen it as. It's, like you it's something you, they've learned. If you need it, you'll learn it. Yeah, and because hum- humans at some point in Star Trek have used it, I can't remember who it was. But it's also been used by a different another species. So I, ju- I, ju- I mean, I just imagine. Did you use it? Yeah. I mean, I just imagine. I just imagine these. I just imagine these camps, like soldier camps, where they were trained soldiers, and they're all they're just sitting there going, "No, nerf pinch, like 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 soldiers train cat combat, you know, and ways to pin people down, or police learn ways to pin people down." That's the way I kind of imagined it, or it's something that's. Could you, could you imagine them doing it all at school? Every five minutes, there's another child just paralysed on the floor, and no pinch, no pinch, no pinch. It would have been chaos. Yeah, just the end of a heap of children on the floor, and like the next <laughs> class comes in, the prison guards. What on earth has happened to these knowledge children? Knowledge to be the best defence against unknown dangers. Pursued it with the intellect and logic that made it the made them some of the finest scholars in the Federation. That's what I mean. It's, if you need to know it, you will learn it. Yeah, right. if not, you would you will. Screw with their minds and get that. That, that brings back that, a, that brings back a, a memory of watching a, a an Enterprise episode. I'm going to come back to Enterprise, but um, well, Enterprise is quite a, a, a big thing with it. In fairness, yeah. let's be honest. There's an episode where uh, the, the crew help um, a bunch of people get to Klingons, and Topol teaches them a move which is actually it's defensive. It's it's, avo- it's, it's avoiding. It's, it's dropping out of the way before before the Klingons attack them. Mm. It's like a duck and roll sort of thing. Jamie is sponsored by the, the series Enterprise today. Yes. If you'd like to find out more, talk to Jamie. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's quite... No, but in fairness, Enterprise is probably the best way to reference yeah, the I, Vulcans because it's the most you learn about and the Vulcans. Not, it's not something I think that is talked about much anyway. I think Enterprise as a series is not... I mean, like said... It's, it, it, it's the black sheep of the family. Yeah, and I think it's just... Because, it's you know... I said 
uh, the other shows are more much more focused on so I think it's quite a nice bit of a change actually to be fair so um, but you know because that's we said that's where the origins of Vulcans did start but yeah it was just an example that I just came to my head so uh, there are other examples but I can't well, I ones understood it and I think like, again I haven't really thought about it until that in a minute I have always considered it kind of you learn it if you need you it you learn it if yeah. you need it so, like, so it's, um, it's being trained how to use a gun it's being trained how to use, how to defend yourself it's being yeah, trained exactly. how to yeah the abilities are there you've just got to build on them I think and it's what was the thing, Kokorana? We purge emotions. Uh, the co- the colonar. The colonar. I think it's sort of maybe part of that or something like that. It's just mm. kind of. Because I didn't know whether it was like a coming of age thing. Like you learnt it at a certain age to defend yourself. So you learnt it at a certain age of becoming a woman. It says age of becoming a man. More likely. I, I don't know. More likely. But does that answer your question, Phil? Yes, yeah. It, it, it answers it's the question: the fact that is it something that all Vulcans can do? The answer to that I is n- so. yes, yes. But if they but trained, I think, yeah. But again, it's never it, and now, now it's transferable to humans, yeah, Klingons. It's never, and, yeah. it's never said that it's officially said. Oh yes, all Vulcans can. Or, or yeah. I think to be, I think to build on what Jamie said about you can teach it to anyone. I don't think yeah they do the action, but I don't think they do. The whole thing with it, with my um, yeah, nerve pinch. I think no, they're just doing the act of it. Yeah, but I don't think they're doing the whole thing that goes with it. And it's maybe. probably yeah, more it, effective when you're a Vulcan. It mm, probably yeah. is more effective. Something I suppose like as, as a way of looking at it is that every Vulcan can mind meld, but not every Vulcan can nerve pinch because they have to be trained. Mm, it's, again, again, all of that's meld. a bit kind. Oh, of we're going the wrong way. So there's not. It's got no, 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 unclean, unclean. Don't go down that road. <laughs> it's very. Tenuous. You can't really kind of say go, yes that or no. Thing, that thing, no. not for that thing. Well, it's it's kind of broadened my knowledge but on it. So I thank think, you. I think it's quite good that the, all the fa- or nothing. <coughs> yeah, it's left. I think it's left ambiguous, but I think that's a good thing. Okay. It's all in a. It's training. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like a training course. You kind of learn this thing. We get this thing free. So mm-hmm. you know you get that thing, but you also. I want get one I'm nerve pinch free. I might as well teach you that while we're at it. Yeah, no, fair enough. Which is why you've got uh, masters and things. It's like yeah. doing Klingon way. So the Klingon um, society, you have masters of that. So you have it in martial arts with them. Mm. You've got a similar sort of thing with Vulcans. Yeah, I think. yeah. A kind of a counterpart. I, I don't know. But yes, yeah. but no. Okay, okay, well, let's answer the question. Thank you, appreciate it. No. So, are we ready Should to we go on to our answers? To the quiz. To the yes. quiz. Oh, yeah. To the, to the unfair quiz. Right. Well, your questions. Well, I, 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 well <laughs> yeah. I think Simon's going to be fairly impressed, but. Uh, yeah. Well, I've got so most of them right by accident. Should we, yes. should we do it in the order that we asked? Yes, do it in the same order. So, Simon. So you for me. Right. For Jamie. For me, I just need to find my N. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Phil. <laughs> I'm sorry, God has got nothing to do with it, sorry. It's an ongoing problem. Right. Simon, should we get Jamie? No need to, carry on, it's already hit. Should don't we get worry. Jamie some glasses question. and a pen on a bit of string? Mm, I don't know. It, it, normally it's in his pocket. Right, so Jamie, question number one. Which episode did Jamie uh, did Spot Go Blind? Operation Annihilate. Correct, obviously. Question number two. I'm just going to tick question three as well because I know it's right. <laughs> question number this two. This is probably what I got wrong. I know, that's the point. What was Sarek's exact human age in his first original series appearance? And you went for C? It was wrong. 
which is yes wrong, unfortunately. So and how old was, was he? A one hundred and two point four three seven. Thought well, I was ever going to get that. And Fair Jamie, enough. when was first contact between humans and Vulcans? Because you did get it right. April fifth, twenty sixty-three. Fair enough. Shockingly bad. Very Two good. This is how you're meant to do it, Phil. Yep, so fair enough. No, 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 fine. I, 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 I honestly think my questions are fine, but let's, let's move on because otherwise we're going to keep Phil, going around in circles. I wouldn't have had a clue of any of them. But, well, no, to be well, fair. Hang on a minute. Well, to be hang fair. on a minute. Right, let, let's go through the questions one by one when we're given the answers. Okay. Right. So, your questions to me, question number one for Phil. Uh, yes. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Still right. going mad over here sorry. as usual, so people. Yeah. Question number one What is a cart truck? I got that wrong. I put a way of them dealing with their emotions. What is it really, Phil? It's the the moving for Sarek's soul. A, a culture is a Vulcan's living essence or spirit that can be transferred into an object or another person via a form of my mail just before death. But I would have accepted a Vulcan's living essence or spirit. That's just some. So a way of dealing with emotions was wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. Fair enough. Question number two. How often do Vulcans experience a pomfar? Uh, I said five years. It was every seven years. Oh, okay. Although that you can actually question that because it's not. It they do in if you listen to what they say, it's kind of mm, yeah, it is doubtable. But that is the cult answer. So no, I'll go along with the cult answer. No, That's I'm, fair enough. I'm trying to. I'm just being devil's but that is the kind of established yeah. answer. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just and the and the next question, which was a bit confusing. I know. Spock is a. I said a Vulcan, but I say Spock is a full Vulcan. True or false? I said false because of the way you re- yeah. reiterated the question. His half. He is half human as well. So, so he got he's that not. One, yeah. Got so that got one that correct. correct. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Simon. <laughs> so that's one out of three for you. One out of three. We've learnt from last year and so Right. Ways. Let's go through Phil's questions, shall we? Question one, and I thought you'd know this. How many years did so Spock? Yeah. How many? How many? No. How many? Year, well, how many years did Spock <laughs> serve under the command of Captain Christopher Pike? I won't be eleven years. And you are correct. Oh. Eleven years. It's the way you said. I thought that. Is that? I, 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 I honestly thought these. This one. So the second question. Yes, I admit that's a hard question. So how many light? Second question. How many light years away is the Vulcan planet from Earth? I went eight light years. That is actually sixteen. Yeah. Um, question three, and I thought that again this was fairly easy because of Leonard Nimoy and how the whole hand gesture came out. What um, religious faith did the live long and prosper hand gesture come from? I said Jewish. Bomb Correct. Bomb. Yeah. So I've, I've, well, I, I honestly thought they were the a hard question was the the planet one. And in the lead is well, Jamie and Simon tried Pharaoh's help. Yeah. So, so essentially, on Jamie's on two, and I'm on one. One. That's mean. That's why we've done it this year because that way it makes it fair, and mm-hmm. you've still got a good chance. And we've still yep. got another yep. nine episodes to go, so it's all to play for. It's all to play for. One. So c- coming up, folks, we've got quite a few interviews lined up. We've got some good. Well, let's be honest. Episodes. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Let's but, be honest. but we've got some. We've got. We're, wait, we're <laughs> waiting. Stuff in the works that we're trying. We're to waiting on confirmation, but we've got some good ideas in the, in the workshop. So we we hope you enjoyed our our first episode of 2016. Well, the next thing we definitely know we're doing is the next in our series of our Trouble Triples trilogy of episode comedy. Yes, That's yes. The next thing we're definitely doing more triples, more troubles. More triples, more troubles. So I always get those mixed up. What yeah. way around they are? Episode so commentary on the episode. Yeah. 
with something extra, but we want to keep that. Yes, quiet. we've got something. We've got something there. a little bit. Because well, you sit there going, yeah, we're not doing a twenty-five minute episode. It's not worth bothering with. So yeah, we, we've, we've done something extra to it, and you'll see why it does yeah, kind of make sense. It does, we ho- hope you. We hope you we enjoy it. We hope so, you enjoy it. Yeah, we'll we'll be back soon, and um, yeah, as usual. I think that's it. That's as, it. As, as as always. Well, actually, that'll be at the beginning of February, isn't it? We've got an essay. We've got an interview at the end of January. Yeah, January. which I'm still sorting out and confirming. Yes. And then we've got that, and then we've got. An old friend coming back for another interview. Indeed. Which Phil is sorting us at the moment. Which yes. I think you'll love I and mean, you know that's gonna be another episode of craziness, but I yeah. say No, we've got we've got we a couple wait. of good episodes in the pipeline. We can't wait to have her back. Indeed, because and that's all we're gonna say. What's the pipeline, What's the pipeline called? Pipeline? <laughs> Things in the pipeline. <laughs> Don't worry. Coming Sorry. through. Me. Mib, lots of mibs. See, that's the pipe, guys. Mice in a box. It's called a mib. Anyway, well, well, as always, I think that I, I've been Phil. I've been Jamie. I've been Simon. And we look forward to the next episode. Yeah, we'll so see you again. We hope you enjoyed, guys. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye. <laughs>